Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. have lots of questions when hearing the story of Samuel's first call. But the one that stands out most to me is, what does God's voice sound like? Samuel hears God as Eli. Did God choose to sound like Eli? Or did Samuel just assume God was Eli? Because who the heck else would be in the temple at night? Did Samuel get confused? because he was asleep, and things always sound a little different when you're asleep. Whatever it is, I find comfort in this story, knowing that even in the Bible, sometimes people don't know that it's God speaking to them. It can take some extra discernment. But what does God sound like? I know many people, including me and my seminary peers, Hope that God's voice sounds loud and clear and easy to understand, and the heavens open up and there's thunder and lightning, maybe a scene similar to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Wouldn't that be so easy and helpful and convenient if God spoke to us like that? However, I think that many people, including me and my seminary peers, have heard God in the quiet and the moments that are distinctly not theatrical. No thunder and lightning, no ground-shaking voice. And not to say that these things never happen, but in speaking with my classmates, mentors, friends, and knowing my own experience, God tends to be a little more subtle. God shows up in whispers, quiet nudges of intuition, and through the voices of others. For me, The voice of God often sounds like a little thought that just won't go away. I remember the first time I heard God's little whisper of, maybe you should go to seminary, which I immediately squashed with, well, that's a dumb idea. I don't have the money for that. And I pushed the thought down as far as I could and went on about my life. But God's voice kept popping up, and I kept trying to fight it with things like, I have a great job I really enjoy. Why would I want to leave it? And I hate hospitals, and I know that that's a decent chunk of pastoral work, so no thank you. And I I have depression, God. You don't want me leading your church. And I'm anxious, and I'm too stubborn, and I'm brutally honest. I'd be terrible at leading your church. But as the quiet voice didn't go away, my fighting eventually became feeble attempts at rationalizing. And I was saying things like, I don't even know what seminaries I can choose from. Where do I go? Do I have to move? You know I hate moving, God. Is it like grad school? Okay, it's not like grad school, but it is. What's going on? Why am I saying okay to this? 
but I did. In a confused and somewhat reserved way, I said yes. And God found a way to answer each and every one of those questions through scholarships, friendships, and opportunities I would have never gotten unless I went to seminary. And every now and again, I get the feeling that God is smiling at me, saying, I told you so. Every yes I've answered has come with trials, sure. And I'm definitely not gonna say that the path I'm on is an easy one. But each yes I have given to God has also brought me new life-giving communities, new knowledge, and new gratitude for the world God has created. And despite my hesitation about being in hospitals, I found myself doing my clinical pastoral education last spring. CPE, as it's known, is a time of intensive self-reflection and practical work experience. It's an absolutely fantastic thing to do, but it is exhausting. I was working at a hospital in Dubuque, Iowa for my practical hours, and I was surprised to find that I think I enjoyed it, but that's not to say there weren't trials there as well. On my second ER call during CPE, an older man with special needs had fallen from the bus he was on, had hurt himself, and was now in critical care. His family, who were not in the area, gave the okay to stop trying to resuscitate him, and he passed away. I watched the doctors and nurses and hospital workers slowly disappear from the room until only the man and his caregiver were left. And God placed one word in my mind, stay. And I found the Holy Spirit gently encouraging me into the room to sit with the caregiver until the family showed up as the man's body showed signs of death. Had you asked me before that day if I would willingly walk towards death and face it with a silent reverence, I would have said no. Even today, I'll say no if I stop to think about it too much. But if God calls, I found I usually end up going. God calls us to places we wouldn't normally go, to do things we might not normally do. I wonder how the disciples truly felt as they watched Jesus die. No matter how much Jesus tried to prepare them, they never seemed to get it, did they? And gosh, Jesus tried really hard to prepare them. Our gospel lesson has Jesus trying to hint at his death, trying to prepare his beloved friends for what's to come. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. If a seed stays a seed, it will never be a plant. Jesus, like a seed, dies in order to bear fruit, to bring salvation to every person in the world. 
right before today's gospel is the passage of Jesus entering Jerusalem as people wave palm branches and shout Hosanna. A passage that means Jesus' death is close. Jesus knows his death is coming near. But we are fortunate to know the ending of the story. Jesus' death brings his resurrection and brings salvation. You are also called to grow into a plant that bears fruit. If we stay seeds, we can never enter into transformation through God's call. Answering a call can involve a lot of faith and trust, but it's something each of us learns and grows with our entire lives. And growth comes with growing pains, and that's normal. Instead of a seed metaphor, I tend to gravitate to one more familiar to me. At the end of my CPE, my supervisor asked us to share metaphors of how we felt about our progress during the class. Many of my classmates spoke of butterflies, feeling like they were caterpillars at the beginning of the class and now had emerged from their cocoons and were drying their wings off, ready to take flight into the world. I said that I, too, identified with the butterfly metaphor, but in a different way. I felt like the goop that exists in a cocoon, somewhere between the stage of caterpillar and butterfly. In a bizarre and kind of disgusting natural event, in order to become a butterfly, a caterpillar has to literally dissolve its body into soup before the butterfly parts start forming. And I, at a particular low point in my seminary career, felt like that liquefied caterpillar. Not a butterfly yet, not a caterpillar anymore, only knowing that transformation was happening and it was messy and weird and uncomfortable and incredible. And I could only go one day at a time and someday I would solidify into what I was meant to be. And that's okay, because transformation and growth take time. Maybe you felt that transitional feeling and used different words than goopy caterpillar to describe it. That liminal feeling of being not anymore, but also not yet. And I stand before you now less goopy than I was in that moment but still able to see that the process isn't done yet. I still am anxious, and I'm still stubborn, and I'm learning how to temper the brutal part of my honesty. I'm still who I was before I answered my call, but different, better on most days. And God was with me the entire time. When I felt like a goopy caterpillar, sometimes all I had was my faith and knowledge that God was with me. And that got me through. We at Prince of Peace are in a transitional space as a church. In the middle of a call process, we're preparing for Jonathan's sabbatical this summer. Some people view this transition with excitement, some with fear, some with stress. But regardless of how you look at it, 
We are in the middle of a transition ourselves, taking everything one day at a time. Sometimes God calls us to places that are unexpected and unknown and sometimes uncomfortable. We are called to leave the person we were behind us and trust that God is leading us through transformation. Transformation of your heart, mind, and life. To follow in the footsteps of Jesus is a life that calls us to turn away and reject the life the world wants us to have. We are called to show love and peace instead of anger and revenge. We are called to give instead of take. We are called to forgive and show grace in a world that wants retribution. And like Samuel, sometimes we may be called to speak up and have difficult conversations with the people around us. It can be intimidating to say yes to what God is calling you to. It can be unexpected. You could end up in the middle of the process feeling like a very confused caterpillar. But you know what? The church is here because people have said yes. Pastor Jonathan has said yes. The staff have said yes, some more enthusiastically than others. And you have said yes to be here this morning to be a part of this community. Whoever our new associate pastor will be, they will say yes. Rachel Held Evans speaks of how she can say yes because so many women before her have said yes. Her mother and paternal grandmother, Sunday school teachers and pastors. And also Rahab and Ruth, Hagar, Bathsheba, Tamar, Elizabeth, the women at the empty tomb, Mary, the mother of Jesus, all said yes when God called. We are a church built on people who said yes. Some eagerly, some hesitantly, some with a little bit of arguing or rationalizing, but yes, all the same. And that is an incredible legacy to be a part of. But I found that it helps, or at least helps me, to have an idea of what the question is before you come up with an answer. So what does God's voice sound like to you? And what is God calling you to do? Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.